The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Mad Dog Professional Services. Mad Dog Professional Services focuses on putting their clients on the leading edge of technology faster than thought possible to capture new revenue streams. That's Mad Dog Professional Services. Hey everybody, happy Friday. Welcome to the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. So glad to have you with me on this day. And coming up on today's program, we were treated to a visit by the President of the United States last night. He was in Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena, delivering one of his typical speeches, about 90 minutes worth of discussion on all kinds of different subjects, whether it be the automotive industry, whether it be about the Great Lakes and funding to restore the Great Lakes, number of other subjects were on his mind. I'm going to talk a bit about that today. My guests will be Nick Manis, a reporter from MichiganAdvance.com who was in the audience last night. And I've got some thoughts on what President Trump had to say, especially when it comes to the Great Lakes. So we'll talk about all that on The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Stay with us. Hey, Craig here. Thanks for being with me today. Really do appreciate it very much. And uh, Donald Trump, of course, was in Michigan last night, and many of you were likely watching Michigan get throttled by Texas Tech last night, so you might have missed a lot of President Trump's speech, but he had a lot of things to say in his 90 minutes. One of the people that was there is Nick Manis, of course, a reporter with Michigan Advance, michiganadvance.com. He had an opportunity to hear the president speak. His story today was basically the headline of Trump promises funding for the Great Lakes restoration and then mostly rambles, which is fairly accurate. But this campaign style rally, in fact, that's what this was. This was a campaign rally that took place. Uh, We've got about a year and a half until the next election. Don't expect these to end anytime soon. There's going to be a lot more of these here in Michigan, especially if the state appears to be in play for the 2020 election. So we'll get into it. Nick Manis joins me right now to talk about it. Nick, welcome to the Craig Folly Show. Glad to have you with me today. Absolutely. Uh, And let's talk a little bit about we'll get to the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative in just a little bit. I do sort of want to talk about the atmosphere last night uh, because these rallies sort of take on a very surreal quality at times. This is an audience that is absolutely in love with this guy, uh, loves his approach to everything uh, almost in a fanatical sense. It's it's sort of like half political rally, half rock show. Uh, Talk a bit about being in that in that audience last night. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much spot on, Brad. That's, this was actually my uh, my first uh, Trump rally, and certainly uh, you know read plenty about them from uh, from the 2016 cycle. And uh, yeah, I mean it's a political rally, but uh, but yeah, it's definitely a, uh, a rock show. You know, I was there for uh, a little over three hours before uh, before the president even started talking, and uh, during that time, I think I heard the same uh, four Rolling Stones songs four times each, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the the crowd is in there. There were, you know, definitely well above 10,000 people uh, in the Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids last night. And uh, they were uh, they were pretty excited to uh, to have the president in town. Well, you know, I, I want to ask what it's like being a reporter in there. I mean, we've seen incidents at some of these other rallies where the, the, the crowd is less than uh, less than enthusiastic to see members of the media covering these events. Uh, lots of chance of fake news. We've actually seen some people get get a little bit hostile at times. Uh, what was it like for you there? Uh, because you are in a pen, you're sort of separated from the rest of the crowd, and uh, everybody knows who you are. Yeah, you know, aside from uh, at least me personally, um, uh, you know, I, I did see a little bit of 
while I was waiting outside in the in the line to get into the the media entrance, uh, some other people on the other side, in the when in the general area, were uh, were yelling a little bit of uh, of fake news and asking, you know, which one of you is CNN and, and so on and so forth. But uh, but otherwise, I uh, I never experienced anything, and I didn't uh, didn't witness anything. And I did see something in uh, in the New York Times this morning about. Uh, the, the, they're reporting that uh, that there was some beef up security for, uh, for 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 media this uh, this rally. Well, you know, we are Michiganders after all, so there is yeah. uh, you know a niceness that comes from being in the Midwest. Sure. So maybe some of that stuff was tempered. Yeah, right? absolutely. But but let's talk a little bit about what he was doing there last night. I mean, clearly this is a campaign rally. We're still obviously a, a year and a half out from the next election, but this is full re-election mode right here. He made a lot of claims about what he has done for the economy here in the state of Michigan, especially when it comes to automotive jobs. Uh, talked about jobs flooding back to the country and really sort of hit that theme about how he's going to sort of recreate this manufacturing uh, economy that Michigan, of course, was built on in a number of instances. Did he offer any sort of compelling evidence to suggest that he is responsible uh, for any of the job creation we've seen, which probably doesn't necessarily match the flooding back rhetoric that we heard? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think uh, you can deny that, uh, that that manufacturing has been on an uptick for uh, for a number of years. You know, since uh, since the, the you know the recession, um, you know, the, the auto industry has been growing since uh, since two thousand eleven, twelve, somewhere around there. Um, you know, uh, you know, to some extent, uh, Donald Trump's policies certainly uh, his uh, his tax cuts have been uh, have been a boon for. Uh, for major auto suppliers and uh, and automakers, as well as uh, you know other manufacturers in the state, um, you know on the other hand, you've got uh, tariffs that uh, that are taking a bite, and uh, and so how all that plays out exactly, uh, you know, I guess we'll have to see. But uh, but yeah, Donald Trump definitely uh, you know went out of his way to uh, to tout that his policies are the reason that. Uh, that these jobs are flooding back into uh, into the state, and not sure uh, the numbers really match that rhetoric. Oh, well, something else he talked about last <laughs> night that that you know a number of us here in Michigan were concerned about. If if you care about the environment at all, the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative has been an incredibly important tool at one uh, doing things like cl- cleaning up some pollution in the lakes and, and restoring some wetlands and obviously doing a lot to help with the expansion of, of uh, invasive species. There was a proposal to cut 90% of the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative made by the Trump administration in their latest budget proposal. He then gets in front of an audience in Michigan last night and says, you know what, I'm going to restore it. And this is money you've been trying to get for a long time. And I'm the one that's going to bring it to you, which is patently false. Uh, this program has been in place since the Obama administration. He was actually looking to cut it. How did the audience respond to that? Well, they, they were certainly very, uh, very appreciative. And, uh, you know, I don't think anyone would want to see the, uh, the consequences of, uh, of cutting 90 percent of the uh, funding for, uh, for, for the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative. That would be uh, pretty devastating to, uh, to Michigan and, uh, and all the surrounding states that Donald Trump needs to, uh, to secure his reelection for 2020. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think more importantly, last night after the, uh, after the rally, I had a chance to, uh, to talk for a couple of minutes with, uh, Congressman Bill Heisinger, who represents much of, uh, much of West Michigan along the lakeshore. And, uh, you know, he has been, uh, he, he's a co-chair of the, uh, the Great Lakes Task Force, I believe it's called. And, 
And, you know, uh, Congressman Heisen had told me that uh, him and some of the other uh, uh, Michigan congressional delegation, uh, you know, immediately went and talked to uh, to the president after uh, after that uh, proposal to cut it and said, you know, that you, you can't do this. And uh, and he says that the president was receptive. Well, obviously, uh, you know, we won't uh, talk too much about record deepness, I think is the phrase that he used in terms yeah. of talking about the lakes and how he supports the lakes, loves the lakes, record deepness. Yes. Um, well, well, Nick, you know, just from a reporter's perspective, I, you know, I covered uh, rallies with Bill Clinton, uh, with George W. Bush. Um, I have not had the pleasure yet of going to a Trump rally. Uh, tell me a little bit about how this differs from from other experiences you've had in dealing with politicians. I mean, everything about this is unorthodox. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think, uh, you know, you know, tr- Trump is not necessarily known for being uh, the, the president is not known for necessarily being on script. Uh, you know, I think it uh, it somewhat goes above uh, above stream of consciousness. But uh, but I can definitely say that, uh, that, you know, as I was you know getting ready to, to turn around the story as uh, as the rally was ending, I kind of had to look at my notes and, uh, and ask, you know, what do I uh, what do I make of this? Because there's not a. Uh, a cohesive story. He uh, he tends to, you know, just go from uh, from one topic to another with uh, with no real connector uh, uh, between them. And uh, and you know, one second he'll be talking about the Great Lakes, and the next second he'll uh, he'll start talking about how uh, how Democrats just want uh, abortions for everyone and want to let uh, criminals into the country on uh, mass. And then he'll uh, pivot to another topic. Well, one of the topics he did pivot to was health care last night, reiterating yeah. this notion that Republicans are going to be known as the party of health care. Yes, uh, almost did. almost an acknowledgement that there is not a concrete plan in place right now if indeed Obamacare is struck down. Uh, what was the reaction from the audience to that? Did, did you get a sense that these people believe that he is capable of delivering on something as sweeping as health care reform? You know, I mean, you know, just just kind of watching and listening last night, uh, I got the impression that uh, that much of the audience has uh, has has their full faith in the president, and uh, and anything that uh, that he brings up, he'll uh, he'll do. We shall see, Nick Maines. <laughs> I, I hope you're better for the experience, sir. It was uh, it was a great time. Uh, happy to uh, happy to be there. I'm uh, happy to uh, to be on your show, Craig. Nick Manis joining us on the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. He's a reporter for MichiganAdvance.com. We always appreciate hearing from them. Stick around. When we come back, I've got some thoughts on what President Trump had to say about the Great Lakes Initiative. There are some things that we need to talk about. Stay with me. The Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit. One-stop shopping for all your news. Also, home to Deadline Detroit TV, which includes The Zip, a weekly wrap-up of the week's news with some humor. Deadline Detroit, one-stop shopping for all your news. Hey, thanks for bearing with me today. Certainly do appreciate it. And uh, President Trump last night, I want to get back to this, because the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative is something that's been around for a while. In fact, it was implemented by the Obama administration back in 2010. It was designed to do a few things. One, restore some much-needed wetlands protection, some natural barriers, attempts to get pollution out of the waterways, reduce the threat of invasive species, and, again, do some much-needed cleanup on some of the polluted sites 
within the Great Lakes Basin. This is something that has been applauded by Republicans and Democrats alike. In fact, this is the one issue in which everybody has been united in the Great Lakes region. And not just the United States side, the Canadian side has been very enthusiastic about this as well. Now, something to keep in mind. President Trump had this to say last night. We have some breaking news. You ready? I don't know. Can you handle it? I don't think you can. I support the Great Lakes. Always are. They're beautiful. They're big. Very deep. Record deepness, right? And I'm going to get, in honor of my friends, full funding of $300 million for the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative. Which you've been trying to get for over 30 years. So we'll get it done. It's time. It's time. It's time. You've been trying to get it over 30 years. I would say it's time, right? So that was President Trump last night saying that he supports the Great Lakes. But let's talk about what he said last night. I've always supported the Great Lakes. Well, if that is the case, why, in his very first budget proposal, did he zero out funding for the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative? Again, bipartisan support for this program. It's actually been doing really good things for the region. We have seen some habitats restored. We have seen pollution levels going down. And again, a renewed focus on the health of the lakes, the largest supply of fresh water in the U.S., This is something that matters to everybody in our states. Now, it took three politicians, Republican politicians from Michigan, sitting in the back of a car on the way to the rally last night to convince President Trump that he should reverse his decision to this year, not zero out its funding, but cut it by 90 percent. This is the second year in a row that he has tried to cut funding from $300 million a year to $30 million a year, one-tenth of what was originally proposed. This after, of course, his first budget, which tried to zero it out completely. They convinced him that this was a popular program, and this is the kind of thing that might get him votes in the region. And of course, the Midwest, the Great Lakes region, is going to play a vital role if President Trump is going to be reelected in 2020. He needs Ohio. He needs Michigan. He needs Wisconsin. He needs Pennsylvania. All of these states, residents in these states, voters in these states, are in favor of cleaning up the Great Lakes and spending federal money to do something that actually has benefits for all of us, regardless of your political persuasion. So it took them, not because the environment is the right thing to fix or that there's a rationale to do it other than the fact that he might get votes, and that's what changed his mind. And then when you go back and listen to that clip where he says, I'm going to break some news. I'm going to break some news. I'm going to fully fund this because of my friends. Well, no, it's not because of that. It's because you think it might get you votes. Now, granted, he's not the first politician to pander for votes. It happens all the time. But how does one take credit for restoring something that you actually threatened to cut? Because you came to your senses? Does that mean that you were wrong the first time? Does that mean that you were wrong every other time you've tried to slash this program? And now you come around so we are supposed to hail you as some sort of a hero? Friend of the Great Lakes? You've always supported the Great Lakes? Baloney. Budgets? Talk. Your priorities? Talk. Don't tell me that you care about the Great Lakes and its record deepness. 
and their bigness. We know what the Great Lakes are. We know how important they are. Don't tell us you are some sort of supporter of the lakes when every year you've been in office, in your budget proposal, you have looked to zero out these programs or gut them. Maybe you don't know what's in that budget proposal. Maybe you didn't look at it carefully line by line like most of your predecessors probably would when trying to figure out what their priorities are while in office. Maybe you didn't read it. I would appreciate that. I would appreciate you saying, you know what? I didn't realize this cut was in that budget proposal. It's something I overlooked. I don't think it's a good idea, and your legislators did a good job of convincing me that this is something that matters to the region and is going to be good for the environment. Just once, try to say that. I'd know you were lying, but at least it would sound better than saying, I've always supported the Great Lakes, which we can clearly see is not true. The other part about this that is clearly not true is you suggesting that you're going to finally get this done. No, this has been in place for almost a decade. You're not getting anything done for the first time. Maybe you can pull the wool over the people who were in that hall last night. Pull the wool over their eyes. Get them to suggest that somehow this is a new idea that you came up with to help restore the Great Lakes. But that would be a lie. And maybe it's a small lie in the grand scheme of things. But again, it's just part of a pattern. You didn't break any news last night. All you did, all you did was continue a program that has been successful. Because what, you're a great guy? You've got a big heart? No. You know it would tick off voters in important states that you need next election cycle if you were to go through with what you actually had proposed doing. You didn't break any news last night. You just got warned by some legislators that their states were going to be in jeopardy if you went through with something. Don't try to take credit for something that your predecessor did and put in place that you tried to gut because that's what you did. You proposed gutting this proposal. And I applaud the legislators in the state, both sides of the aisle, who have come out and said, please do not cut this program because it means too much to the lakes. It does. And I'm glad you listened this time. But listening is not something you should get credit for. Listening is something you should do as part of your consideration as to what policies you want to put forward. So, yes, am I thankful that this program is going to continue? Yes, I am, but I am not going to thank You, sir, this is not your doing. This is not you delivering on something for the first time like you suggested in your your quote. You did not do this. This was done before, and it was a good program. It will not kill you to acknowledge that a good program should continue on. Just because it wasn't your idea doesn't make it bad. So please, just once... Just once, do the right thing for the sake of doing the right thing and not because you think you might get some credit for it. This is the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Mad Dog Professional Services. Mad Dog Professional Services focuses on putting their clients on the leading edge of technology faster than thought possible to capture new revenue streams. That's Mad Dog Professional Services.